6.30 p.m. local time in Belek, Turkey, and Tuesday's activities at Sport Accord uh, just getting uh, towards their conclusion. My name is David Cushnan, Editor-in-Chief of Sports Pro. With me, as ever, uh, James Emmett, uh, Sports Pro magazine editor. Good evening, James, and perhaps uh, a weather report from you to start with. Good evening, David. Um, temperate, uh, blue skies, uh, smattering of cloud, uh, but not the, uh, not the storms that we saw yesterday. A very pleasant day today <laughs> here in Turkey. But a stormy day as far as the uh, Olympic movement was concerned. I was a bit worried that uh, this year's Sport Accord might lack a bit of the uh, punch of uh, the event a year ago in St. Petersburg when the host city for the 2020 Olympics was uh, being hotly debated and there was all sorts of intrigue around the IOC presidency. But uh, talk today here at the convention dominated by just one subject. Mm, That's right, David, yes. Election Fest last year. Uh, This year, none of that. Instead... Uh, eyes very firmly focused on Rio, uh, I think it's fair to say. We've had a day of um, ASWAF sessions, ASWAF Executive Board sessions, um, the Association of the Summer... The General Assembly, yeah. General Assembly, yes, the Association of Summer Olympic International Federations. They've all come together um, here at Sport Accord on what's technically... I think it's the third day of Sport Accord, but uh, it's the first day that we're here, and it's... Uh, business has kicked off properly today and essentially uh, we've heard several senior IOC figures, uh, senior IOC figures stand up and present to ASWAF um, rather alarmingly um, about uh, how much danger Rio is in of um, not really sorting themselves out in time for the 2016 Olympics. And we've also heard uh, a fair number of the uh, summer federations who make up that organisation uh, highly critical of uh, uh, progress or lack thereof in Rio. Very interesting that uh, Rio's uh, senior, senior executives unable to be here because they have uh, uh, meetings back home in Brazil that take uh, precedence as they try and work out uh, how to get a move on, basically. But um, it was Kit McConnell, wasn't it, who was... Yes. Uh, uh, speaking well, as uh, was uh, Christoph Duby, who yeah. uh, McConnell is effectively replacing, a bit of a shake-up in the IOC's executive uh, positions. Yeah, that's right. Um, they're both essentially doing the same job at the moment. And Kit McConnell, um, who spent, I think, some 10 years at the IRB, he's basically come in as the IOC sports director, sport director, um, to replace Christoph Duby in that position. Duby has moved up to replace uh, Gilbert Felly. Um, as uh, executive director of the of the Olympic Games, um, but all three of them basically working full time on uh, making sure Rio um, pulls its finger out. Basically, Kit McConnell uh, was first up uh, today in the session. Um, his first presentation to uh, Olympic members, I suppose, since um, since taking this job, and he was greeted with warm applause, uh, which was very nice. I think it took him aback. Uh, a little, uh, but he uh, got stuck straight in uh, <laughs> after that. Um, he Basically, there, there's no beating around the bush anymore. Everyone within the Olympic movement is um, happy to say um, that there are, are grave concerns about um, Rio, um, notably venue construction timelines. Um, and uh, yes, Kit McConnell 
uh, went through a list of uh, things that aren't quite right and uh, handed over to his predecessor, who's still working with Christoph Duby, um, who elaborated. And the first thing he said uh, was that the IRC are very clear about their position on Rio, um, and that is that they are having to take special measures, uh, which they've done in the past, of course, notably with Athens, I think. Uh, um, but yes, uh, things not looking so good. And in the... In IOC and Olympic circles, it's sort of well known that the organisation has a very cautious use of language. Yeah. So phrases and words like special measures yeah. really carry some, uh, some resonance. Um, after um, we heard from the IOC, we heard a report to the, the summer international federations from uh, one of Rio's uh, key executives who was present in the room to deliver this report, not uh, Carlos Nuzman. Uh, uh, as mentioned, but Agberto Guimaraes, uh, the executive director of sport, and he went through to really having heard all this criticism, mm. uh, he went through uh, a list of all the uh, venues that uh, Rio has proposed mm. to give an update to, I guess, try and uh, assuage some of the uh, the concerns that the uh, the international federations well, it's have. It's worth saying before you before you get stuck into that list, David. Um, both Christoph Dubia and Kit McConnell were saying that basically. A, a, an IOC task force is being mobilised on the ground in Rio in the coming days um, and it's, it's going to be one of many um, but the first one is going to concentrate on venue construction um, and they're clear that they want uh, all the venues will be ready on time still you know the IOC uh, aren't contemplating shifting uh, the games to another event to, a, to another city just yet at least not publicly um, but they're also they're also set on delivering them in time for test events because you can't have a games without test events, and that is looking like um, uh, wishful thinking. Agberto Guimaraes, uh, a couple of uh, quotes that uh, really stood out for me. I still believe we can do it, but only together, he told the uh, international federations. And he also, and I think he was joking, but perhaps only half joking, uh, said, help me to survive and get me through this alive and well. <laughs> um, but uh, he, was in, uh, he was in good spirits and he was prepared to answer all the questions. But he did rattle off this list of mm. venues and current progress. And I made some notes because it really is quite stark when you see them all presented in a list like this. The Olympic Stadium, a uh, roof renovation in progress uh, due to be completed by December, but the stadium itself won't be ready until January 2016, mm. which obviously, again, as you mentioned with the test events, uh, creates something of a problem. Even for something like the marathon course, the venue use agreement, which is essentially the streets in Rio, that's still having to be discussed. Something that struck struck me was that you know there are five companies involved in uh, the uh, construction of the uh, rowing venue uh, the aquatics center which has been the subject of uh, a great deal of concern won't be ready until February 2016 uh, FINA had a meeting with uh, Rio 2016 here in Belak uh, just yesterday uh, construction will only begin in April uh, the golf course which has obviously been well publicized as a um, uh, a venue with uh, some work to do, to say the least. Uh, um, uh, Guimaraes described it as uh, there having been a little bit of back and forth with the golf course, uh, but they will be uh, pu uh, putting the grass in at the end of the month, uh, along with the irrigation system. It's a long-term project, obviously, to, to build a golf course. September 2015 is when they're looking to have that completed. But it's, it really is going to be, as we are seeing with the World Cup, 
down to the wire. And once venue construction is completed, um, an interesting point was raised by uh, Kelly Fairweather, the chief executive of the International Hockey uh, uh, Federation, who said we're you know we're full speed ahead with the venues uh, and with building the stadiums, but we also would like to and need to fill them at mm. the end. So. Everything that's happening now is having an impact on ticketing strategy. Mm. There's a big knock-on effect, which mm. will uh, probably only become clear uh, in the in the months, weeks, days mm. before uh, before the flame is lit. Indeed, yeah. Well, it's worth saying on that on that ticketing uh, point. Um, there's going to be added confusion, I suppose, because uh, within this presentation from Kit McConnell, there's also a new IOC ticketing code of conduct in place um, for the 2016 games. Um, Basically, the international federations will have to go through a different process to apply for tickets. Um, they'll no longer um, be given a grant. They'll, they'll simply be given a right to purchase, uh, which is, a, you know, it's sensible, but it's a new thing to, to add to the, the mix of complication, I suppose. It's worth also saying that, you know, all of these venues are going to go right down to the wire. Of course, Many of these venues are going to go right mm. down to the wire. In the presentation today, one of the key points... Uh, was basically an assure, reassuring the federations that things are being done to bring them along. Obviously, the, all the international federations will be um, fully involved in uh, putting on these test events, and they're all going to be in some state of panic at this stage uh, because you know they simply can't schedule them at this point. And uh, Christoph Duby was saying that one of the, the the major things that they need to do is streamline their communication process. So. Um, basically not have all the federations airing their, uh, their grievances and their worries direct um, to the Rio organisers. To, to, uh, Gilbert Feli is being placed within uh, the team on the ground in Rio and everything is going to be uh, channelled through him, I think. I think as well one of the major concerns for the um, international federations is the fact that um, a lot of them, in fact only six of them, have uh, sport managers appointed on the Rio 2016 local organising uh, team. Uh, but Guimaraes was saying today that all sport managers uh, will be on board. He pledged that they would all be on board by September 2014, so September this year, mm -hmm. and that they were doing this in waves in order to get the best people. He also said, to be fair, that there is a plan for 44 test events, and he unveiled some branding as well for, for how the test event series will look. 44 test events will be scheduled between July 2015 and May 2016 to fully test out uh, the venues. But of course, it, as you mentioned, it becomes very, very difficult for international federations to just slot those events mm. into pre-existing calendars that are, have sometimes been put together mm. three, four, five years out. Mm. Uh, there was a contrast today as well. Um, as you said earlier, the IOC um, don't use harsh language lightly. Um, they do mince their words. Yes. Um, and, and I think there was something in um, the uh, placing in the schedule of this uh, General Assembly today. Um, we had all the worries about Rio, um, we had the assurances to the international federations about communication, um, and then we had an introduction uh, of the new um, Tokyo 2020 Olympic um, local organisers, TOCOG. Mm. Um, a few of the, the members of that team were, uh, were here today and they were introduced to the international federations. And they are starting the process uh, very early, um, immediately on the back of this, uh, well, these Rio worries. We, uh, we were introduced to the Tokyo guys and 
Um, they, the international federations were told that they want to, the Tokyo guys want to learn about their specifications uh, for the venues as soon as possible. And I thought it was a, a juxtaposition uh, that was um, uh, cutely aimed. Yes, and you could almost feel the sense of relief in the room when conversation moved from Rio to Tokyo. Uh, yeah. First, uh, uh, Tokyo Coordination Commission, incidentally, coming in June. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, what else today? Obviously, it was it was fairly Rio-dominated, mm. and uh, tomorrow we have the uh, first of two days of uh, International Olympic Committee uh, Executive Board meetings. Mm. Uh, right now, going on elsewhere in this uh, this vast hotel complex, uh, the Susesi uh, Hotel uh, Complex and Resort, the opening ceremony uh, for Sport Accord, bizarrely taking place on day three, mm -hmm. but uh, the opening ceremony is taking place. It will be interesting to hear uh, what um, Marius Visa, mm. uh, the, uh, well, not new, no longer newly elected, he's been uh, in the position for a year, he was elected at this event last year in St. Petersburg. Uh, it be interesting to see what uh, he has to say he has a uh, big bold plan certainly for the convention well yeah he's what's known uh, widely as an ideas man um, big ideas um, he said uh, recently of course he he, he got to, to the position last year he won an election to become the new president of Sport Accord and the Sport Accord convention replacing Hein Verbruggen um, and Marius Visa sort of won this election beating um, the head of the IRB Bernard Lepasse um, on on this sort of ticket of change almost, uh, but three things that he particularly wanted, a, a bank of sport, a lottery of sport, um, and a, uh, a multiple world champion, essentially a gigantic um, Olympics, bigger than the Olympics, uh, which, um, I mean, all of them seem varying degrees of insane. Um, but he's recently, this is his first sport called Convention, and he has already said that he wants to increase the size of it. I think there are about, about 1,800 people here yeah. today. It's, very big, it's a very big conference. Um, he has said today that he sees no reason why next year it can't be 8,000 people, um, <laughs> which, 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 which would be a lot bigger. Um, and, uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's got some some different ideas so it will be you're right interesting to see where this particular uh, pocket of the sports industry goes just to explain of course sport accord is the umbrella organization for international sports federations olympic and non-olympic uh, huge number of members uh, and this has really become with the uh, Olympic bigwigs here as well, uh, the must-attend uh, sports industry event in terms of uh, high-level networking, in terms of uh, uh, top people being here, and in terms of, uh, for a lot of the uh, exhibitors, uh, showcasing uh, their brand, or in many cases, uh, destination. We have uh, a big Baku 2015 uh, stand here, the European Games there next year. We have uh, many of the uh, bidders from around the world for various uh, competitions. Nanjing 2014, the, the Chinese city that will be hosting the second uh, Youth Olympic Games, have a big stand here as well, as do many of the, uh, the other major sports uh, destinations. The and you, you were talking Lima. I was talking Lima today, yes, with the, uh, the president of the um, Peruvian uh, National Olympic Committee, uh, a lovely man by the name of Jose temporarily forgotten his, uh, his many uh, names after that. Uh, but uh, Lima uh, will be hosting the um, 
Pan American Games in 2019. It's by far and away the biggest event that sports event that Peru has ever had. Um, the government has been persuaded to invest heavily. They're spending some 11 billion dollars on. Uh, transport infrastructure in the lead up to uh, to those games uh, between 1.3 and 1.5 billion dollars on sports uh, sports facilities sports infrastructure um, it, it really as, as as sports events go this one should really be um, properly transformative um, there was a study quite recently which put the Peruvian population as the least active in the world. Um, I think just 28% of uh, Peruvians uh, are classified as active, mm. uh, which, uh, and, and you know, that doesn't take much. I mean, you could stand up for 30 minutes and that's active. Yeah. Um, so it's an extraordinary know. figure. It's an extraordinary figure. And to be honest, it came from the horse's mouth and I haven't done, uh, I mean, I say the horse, it was Jose. Um, yeah. I haven't done. Any joy uh, with his surnames yet? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Quinones. Jose Quinones, um, a lovely man. Um, but yes, it, it should be really transformative. Um, it, and it actually is an, an interesting point that he raised um, within uh, our discussion. He, he was talking about the, just the level of interest in that country that, that's, that's now focused on sport. Uh, we're accustomed to these bidding races uh, as being quite interesting and kind of uniting nations, either for or against, you know, people, people aren't unified in their support of these things. But to be honest, when uh, Lima were bidding for uh, 2019, the, the Pan American and Parapan Games, no one was interested in Peru, to the extent uh, that when they went to Toronto to do the final presentations um, and, and to learn the decision, um, they paid uh, $98,000 um, to produce a signal of, of this event, send it back to Peru and put it on as many networks as possible. Um, and uh, it was a huge success. Apparently it united uh, a population behind it. And um, now there's something to aim for. Very good. Very mm. nice story. What was his name again? Uh, Jose Quinones. There you go. Mm. Um, what about you, Dave? What have you done today? Who have you seen? Well, I've been uh, doing the rounds. Actually, there's an interesting uh, little event uh, which took place around lunchtime here. The IAAF, uh, one of the big daddies of the mm. uh, International Federation world, uh, launching uh, a new sort of promotional come uh, corporate social responsibility uh, program, uh, Athletics for a Better World. And it was launched by uh, their... Uh, Senegalese president, uh, Lamine Diak. Um, but, uh, you know, whilst an interesting concept and uh, it, there was a, a, a good crowd uh, to watch Lamine Diak uh, explain what this was all about, uh, I, I thought it was more fascinating to look at the front row of the mm. audience where uh, two of the IAAF uh, vice presidents went toe-to-toe uh, -to -toe in a big old body language uh, Body language uh, battle. Well, body language battle. Mm. Uh, you had um, uh, Lord Sebastian Coe, mm. uh, London 2012 architect, and uh, Sergei Bubka, uh, mm. until uh, very recently pole vault uh, world record holder. Mm. And uh, both, of course, are now moving through the ranks of uh, sports administration. Bubka was a candidate for the presidency of the IOC uh, last September. And uh, it is generally assumed that the... 
next president of the IAAF next year. Uh, Diak has already indicated that this will be his last term and uh, presidential elections are due uh, next year, uh, will be between Co and uh, Bubka. And it was uh, fascinating to uh, watch them uh, greet each other. I'm sure they see each other uh, a lot. And you can read far too much into this, but I would say it was a, a resounding body language victory uh, mm. for uh, Sergei Bubka. Was it a bear hug? No, it was a bear hug. It was a. It was a. It was more a sort of a, a very dominant handshake. Mm. And I've shaken Sergei Bubka's hand, and he does have a crushing handshake. Mm. But I get the impression from having uh, sauntered around the hotel that um, Lord Sebastian Coe is playing uh, mind games. Um, I saw him hotel uh, mind games. I think he's playing hotel mind games, and that's. I mean, there is a, a stand exhibiting. Um, for the Mind Games organisation, and, and the, those aren't the sort of games that he's playing. Um, he's playing, you know, mind games. Uh, <laughs> and I, I've seen him uh, in three different outfits uh, today: in a suit, in a suit, um, in a, in a suit uh, without a jacket and tie, mm-hmm. uh, and also in, in jeans uh, and a shirt and a cardigan. Uh, uh, read into that what you will, mm. uh, but I've certainly read into it. Well, I look forward to your, uh, your analysis oh, of that. And by, and by the way, Bubka has been uh, uniform in his uniform. Mm. Um, he, he's worn a suit and he's been pristine. Read into that what you will. Mm. Uh, right, I think uh, that might just be about it for uh, all our uh, thoughts and uh, tidbits on uh, day one slash three of uh, Sport Accord Happy Convention. Happy opening ceremony. Happy opening ceremony uh, to you. Cheers. Cheers. And uh, we shall uh, reconvene here tomorrow. Uh, Sportspromedia.com is the place to go for all your uh, uh, sport industry uh, needs, of course. Everything uh, Sports Pro, and uh, we'll be uh, putting some uh, of... uh, uh, our thoughts and uh, a little bit of a, a sport accord diary uh, up there uh, very soon indeed um, and we will uh, reconvene here uh, perhaps in this very spot James uh, mm. hopefully at the end of another uh, wonderful day tomorrow here at uh, sport accord 2014 yes same time same place see you there Dave good evening